This evening's gospel where Jesus sends the apostles out two by two reminds me of something which happened to me when I lived over in England. And I may have told you this story before. I apologize if you've heard it before. But before I was ordained as a Catholic priest, I had a little company uh, doing business training. And my partner was a woman called Jerry. And uh, Jerry was a lapsed Catholic. She'd been to convent school, but it didn't take. And um, she had been exploring Eastern religions and so forth. So we were on our way to London for a business meeting. And as we were walking across town, we saw a couple of these Hare Krishnas, a Hindu sect where they wear those orange robes and have shaved heads and go around with begging bowls. And two of these Hare Krishnas were scuffling along about their business. And Jerry said to me, look at those, look at them, she said. We, we ought to have more of those kind in the Catholic Church. And I said, well, we do. We've got some. Well, lo and behold, we got onto the underground train, the, the subway, and a few stops along, doors open up on the train. Me and Jerry are sitting there, and into the carriage steps two Mother Teresa nuns. And there were little blue and white habits with their Bibles under their arm. And I said, look, there's two of ours. She said, you're right. So we went to our appointment, and <clears throat> later in the day we were traveling home, again on the tube train, and pull into a station, the doors open up, and uh, two Franciscan friars of the renewal step into the train. I'm not kidding you. If you don't know the Franciscan friars of the renewal, these guys are real Franciscans, okay? They, they wear battered up old gray burlap habits, sandals, beards down to here, shaved heads, and these two guys were about 6'3". They step into the underground train. I said, Jerry, look, there's two more of ours. We're ahead, four to two. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, Jerry went back to church after that. And it's a reminder of our Lord sending out the apostles, two by two, to be witnesses in the world. To be witnesses in the world. And to do so without compromise. And I would like to use that image of the two being sent out together as a kind of symbol and a pointer to the ministry in the church of the priests and deacons. That we go out two by two and we bear a witness. And to help us to understand the two ministries that we have, I'd like to draw it back to something I've said a couple of times before about the ministry of the church being like the cross. And the cross has a vertical beam and a horizontal beam. And the vertical beam stands for our relationship with God. It stands for the first of the great commandments, that you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the vertical beam of the cross, if you like, represents the ministry of the priest, who stands, the church says, in persona Christi, as the person of Christ, representing the priestly ministry of the Lord, 
And the priestly ministry is characterized by being a man who stands in the breach, a man who stands between earth and heaven, a man who stands as a bridge between earth and heaven. And what a beautiful privilege it is to serve as a priest, standing as unworthy as we are for the ministry of Christ, the God-man between earth and heaven. And this is the ministry of the church to have a vertical axis, to have a connecting point between earth and heaven, and that is the priestly ministry on earth. And the priest does three things that nobody else in the church can do. Says Mass, hears confession, and goes to anoint the sick. Sometimes people will say to me, Father Longenecker, how do you how do you get done everything you do? And I say, well, I get everybody else to do it. Uh, in other words, the stuff that the priest doesn't need to do, the rest of the church can do. But they can't celebrate Mass, hear confessions, and go and anoint the sick and the dying. And therefore, as much as we can, we priests are taught that if someone comes up and says, Father, can you hear my confession? You drop everything to do that because nobody else can. And in the middle of the night when the phone call comes, can you please come to the hospice or come to the hospital? My father is about to die. You get up out of bed and you go. Because at that moment, by the grace of God and by the ministry of the church, you might just be able to save a soul. You might just be able to throw somebody a lifeline right at the end of their life. And I've seen that happen time and again. And that is the ministry, therefore, of the priest to be able to stand in the breach, to celebrate the sacrifice of the Mass, which brings salvation to humanity. But the deacons have a ministry which might represent, therefore, the horizontal beam of the cross. And I always say that at the two sides of that horizontal beam, we have education and evangelization. And on the other side, we have the ministry to the poor and the needy. And our deacons here at OLR actually do that. Deacon Richard, working as a parish administrator, helping with the paperwork, helping with uh, the employment details, helping with the finance. But Deacon Richard also is extremely well qualified. You know he served for 25 years as a Lutheran pastor. Two master's degrees in theology and a doctorate in, pa in pastoral theology and he's licensed as a pastoral counselor. He's there to serve the church and to serve us in this horizontal way, which represents the second commandment, to love your neighbor as yourself. Deacon Ron has been working hard to pioneer the Mother Teresa house and to, and to move forward the, the ministry of St. Vincent de Paul. Deacon Ray has been working hard in the prison ministry, behind the scenes, going and doing a work that not many other people want to do. Deacon Ed has been working when he was well in education in the school. Deacon Mike working in prayer and education to develop the Divine Mercy Shrine. And these men have worked hard and you might not see all of them around very much because Deacon Ed and Deacon Ray are both under the weather with health concerns right now. And Deacon Ron also is slowing down a bit not being able to do as much as he would like. Therefore, I'd take, like to take a moment this evening to talk about the priestly and the diaconal ministry 
and say to you men who are out there, especially young men who are wondering what God wants you to do with your life, don't ask yourself, why should I be a priest? Ask yourself, why should I not be a priest? No priests, no sacraments. No sacraments, no salvation. And we need priests, and I ask what you're going to do about it. You men who also who feel called to the diaconate, don't wait. It takes five years to train as a deacon. If you feel that call, come and talk to me, and we'll move things forward. Time is going by quickly, and we need priests and deacons for the church. The last thing I would like to remind you about the ministry of the priests and the deacons is that the priests and the deacons are ordained to also show the rest of the church what their ministry is. Because if you're one of the baptized, then you also are called to a priestly ministry, men and women, not to be ordained, but in the world to be people who stand in the breach, people who bear witness, people who make a sacrifice, people who reach out and connect God to other people. And we're also called to a ministry of service, as the deacons are, loving our neighbor as ourselves, and reaching out through St. Vincent de Paul, Mother Teresa House, prison ministry, youth work, our school, in so many different ways to minister to the needy and to minister Christ's love to those who need to learn about it. Finally, there's this. When we come to the liturgy, we see the vertical beam and the horizontal beam come together in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. There we see Him who was the bridge between humanity and God and who reached out with loving arms for all of those who are his neighbor. And you also see here the ministry of the priest and the deacon working together. The priest standing at the altar, making the sacrifice of God's people to the Lord. And the deacon serving at the altar. Why does the deacon serve and set up before the ministry of communion and take down afterwards because in his ministry at the table he is echoing the ministry of the deacons who were first called to serve at the table of the poor and so in the liturgy with its deep symbolism we see these two calls the call to meet God in the vertical access and to meet others in the cross beam because here at Mass it all comes together, and in the, on that cross, we meet our Lord Jesus Christ, crucified and risen for us. Amen.